Time to Talk Soccer on Community Radio Kilkenny City with Offside Soccer. Brought to you by TRP Hebron Industrial Estate Kilkenny. And good evening and you're welcome to Offside, your weekly soccer programme here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. Thanks as always to Morris O'Connor for the last hour of Kilkenny Today. Kilkenny Today, of course, on between 5 and 6 each weekday evening here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. Well, I'm back. I heard the level of professionalism at the, of the show last Tuesday night was off the charts. <laughs> so I'm sorry to be back to drag it back down to the usual <laughs> level. So uh, you just have to run away. Ed Bear, you missed me. Jack, well done, I heard you play the Stormer and Queeve. You know, professional, Mr. Professional as ever. Look at as always, we have a busy programme. We'll look at the local stuff in a minute. Uh, Oscar Trainer team are back in back in action for the first time since before COVID. Darren Doyle, the manager, will be on to us in a, with us in a few minutes. Of course, we'll be looking back at all things English Premier League and looking forward and Champions League and all the bits and pieces. But before we go, Bear. Bobby Charlton, R.A.P. I know he was a bit of a hero. Of yours. Oh yeah, look, I, I I know you say we have a pet program. I just want to say about Bobby Charlton that when I saw Bobby or heard him, I always thought of the Munich air crash. That crash claimed the lives of some of the greatest footballers. I know there were there weren't an awful lot of them on it, but there were some great players on it. Bobby survived it. Somewhat fortunately, they found him still strapped in his seat, you know, fired out of the plane. But from that on, Bobby Charlton became the legend that's Manchester United today. It was all built around Bobby Charlton, and it couldn't have been built about a better man or a better player. And you go over to Old Trafford a lot, Jack, and I mean, his presence has always, even I know the last couple of years he's been missing, you know, badly with uh, illness and all, but his presence was always really felt in Old Trafford. Yeah, absolutely. It? Gary Neville had a great story about it this week when they were beating somebody 6-0, you know, back in the in the 90s, and Gary Neville went down and, and hammered the lad with a tackle on the sideline when they were 6-0 up, and Bobby Charlton pulled him in, in the dressing room after and said, we don't do that here, we've got a bit of class, so right. that just goes yeah, to yeah, show yeah, yeah. what kind of man he was. That's the kind of man he was, right? Yeah, you know, because yeah. you know, but there's going to be a lot spoken the about. The goals he used oh, to score, like. and like everyone keeps to forget, like he wasn't a centre forward; he was a midfielder. No, midfielder, like, like, which is mind you, he played his first games for England on the left wing. At that time, it was the left wing, like. But they had to put him in somewhere. They had good midfielders at the time, but Bobby had to be on the team. Oh, yeah. But he used to score the most. Oh, yeah, there's not, I think that there's very few of that 1966 panel left now that England successful team in 1966 there's only the one Jeff Hurst Jeff Hurst is the yeah. only one that's left we got right okay well anyway look at uh, rest in peace Bobby Charlton and there'll be a lot spoken about him over the next week and there'll be lots of stuff shown because there'll never uh, be there'll enough spoken oh, there'll never be enough right looking local stuff the weekend just gone by Evergreen and the Leinster Senior Cup they progressed 2-1 victories against Finglas United so they've gone through into the I think it's into the fourth round we had mixed fortunes with the local teams in the Leinster Junior Cup <clears throat> Arma Villa had a good win 1-0 down in Wexford against Tombrack United Lions bowed out in Offaly away to Bortown Thomastown also bowed out 2-0 away to Monriad in Kildare New Park good win 6-3 against Ajax and Booters had a good 4-0 win against Gory Rangers seconds um, Nick's fortunes Jack you know kind of surprised Thomastown went down to Monriad 
Yeah, big surprise on that one. I, I, I was looking up, obviously, when, when you were out last week, Jim, and I was expecting Thomastown to go down and get a victory down there. Yeah. So it, it, they'll be disappointed because they, they do have, uh, I suppose, they do have a good history in it the yeah. last few years. Yeah, but Booters progressed, and of course, Evergreen are still in that competition as well. So good win for Armand Villa. Eddie McAvoy, I'm sure, was, uh, was, was delighted with that. There was uh, one game played in the Premier Division. That was on Saturday evening. Callan, their first win of the season, they won 3 1 away to Highview. So good, good win for them. Highview remain winless at one draw and three defeats from four games. So a good win for Callan. And uh, in, that was the only game in the Premier Division. In Division 1, Evergreen B, you know, they beat their C team 5-1 or 5-0. They're 4 from 4. There's already a pattern starting to emerge in Division 1. Evergreen B have five from have five or 4 from 4. And uh, it looks like they're going to be the team to beat. But Castle Warren on Sunday day had a good win, 3-1 away to Tullerone. Uh, that was Castle Warren's first game of the season. So uh, good one from one. Tullerone have three defeats from their first four games. So Jack, it's Evergreen B looking strong in that division already. Yeah, absolutely. Similarly to what we were saying with Booters uh, in the division below as well. I mean, Evergreen have been... I suppose up and down from that division in, in the last few seasons so by the looks of it so far they're the team to beat Yeah, in the Division 2 league if the bookies are take bets on goals in goals <laughs> and matches this Division 2 in the KNDL would be, uh, would be, uh, would be an unbelievable 7-2 East End there's a pattern emerging in this Division 2 and it's becoming a very distinctive pattern East End won 7-2 against Evergreen 46 so they're 4 from 4 uh, Booters won 4-1 against Dean Celtic B so they're 5 from 5 and Do- and Stonyford won 5-0 against Lions B now they're 5 from 7 they had 2 defeats they had, a, they, they had a slow start to the season but they're banging them in now and they're in good form so already Jack it's looking like then 3 are going to start to pull away at the top of that division even so early Booters B Stonyford and East End yeah absolutely and like we said we don't want a runaway league there really yeah, and no. it's great to see the likes of Stonyford and East End coming strong again albeit it is in a lower division but you know they're scoring goals they're obviously putting in good performances and, and by all accounts especially at Stonyford the numbers are good down there they are yeah and Carry Shocker out of Hurling as well so that helps him and Demo Ragus is banging in goals Absolutely. banging in goals um, there was a number of Kilkenny teams involved in underage national competitions as well with varying degrees of success the weekend ahead then of course the Oscar trainer game is the main action we'll be talking to Darren Doyle the manager in a couple of minutes but looking ahead of the, to the fixtures then on Sunday obviously there's no Premier Division games because of the Oscar trainer Freshford Town are home to Ormondville at 11 o'clock in Freshford Evergreen B they got a chance to cement their place at the top of the table at home to Tullerone you'd be expecting Evergreen B should be too strong there and Castle Warren Celtic their A team played their first home game of the season in Buckley Park against River Rangers A River Rangers A have lost all three of their games so far this season so you'd imagine Castle Warren on the back of that good win last weekend should get their second win of the season against River Rangers A in the Division 2 league Thomastown B are home to East End you'd be fancying East End to win there uh, New Park are home to Spy United Spy United had a massive win I, I missed that actually they won 7-5 last weekend plenty of 12 goals in the one game I, I looked at it if it wasn't for a league game I'd be saying was it a, was it a penalty shootout Evergreen <laughs> uh, 46 are home to Dean Celtic B St John's they travel to Greg Nemanja to play Highview B and River Rangers B are home to Stonyford so East End Freebooters B are not playing so East End and Stonyford get a chance to cement their positions in the top three in the ladies 
Credit Union Shield Lions are a home to New Park and Thomastown United are a home to Mill Celtic Mill Celtic and Thomastown battled it out at the top of the Ladies League last season for the whole way Mill Celtic eventually finishing on top um, the Carlo or Kilkenny under 14 uh, interleague squad are away to Carlo on Sunday as indeed our under 16 development squad are home to Wexford boys also on Sunday but as I said the main uh, local action this weekend involves the Oscar trainer team there hasn't been this competition hasn't been played since Covid so it's the first time in three or four years or whatever it was Darren Doyle from Bridge United is the manager this year he joins us on the line how are you Darren? Even Jim, how are you? All right, boy. All right. Um, your first season, first time involved. So I, I know it's a, it's a, it's, it's a big deal for you. But um, the format's a little bit different this year, and I, and I can't imagine it's making it easy putting a squad together. You're, you're playing your first game at home to Wexford this Saturday night, but then your next two games are on Wednesday nights, both away from home. That can't be making putting a squad together easy, does? No, not ideal, Jim. To be honest. Um, but I imagine everyone's kind of in the same boat, you know, for all the teams. But the, week, the midweek now is not, it's not great. And the fact even suppose that the first three games are in the next month probably isn't ideal either. Um, but look, we have we have a squad of players who are committed and who are looking to play. So we'll definitely be fielding a, a team and we're hoping to have field a very strong team on Saturday evening. Yeah, like I mean, the, 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 the quality in the league is very good. Like, I mean, so even if you haven't got everyone that would be that you may have considered first choice there's a, there's a real good quality and there's good depth in the league and I'm sure you've noticed that and I'm sure most people have, be, have shown willingness and, and a lot of lads mightn't be able to play for different reasons but I'm sure you've, um, you've, you've been met with fairly good uh, confident players Absolutely um, I suppose we looked at it originally and we kind of put a list together of 24 players um, now that was 22 players and then two players who are currently carrying injuries that we'd want to kind of further down the line um, and from that I suppose maybe four or five lads have opted out for different reasons at work and the midweek games not suiting them and then just guys kind of trying to manage things you know kind of injury wise and stuff like that so, so as I said it's been a bit of a challenge but we have a squad in place and we're looking forward to starting night Darren, Jack points here. Uh, Darren, quick question on the preparation for it. Obviously, you're playing a couple of midweek games. How does it affect maybe getting the players together and actually getting some training sessions under your belt as well? Yeah, I suppose, again, look, talking to Jim, who's had the team previously, and to, to uh, Johnny McLean as well, they were kind of saying up the way that they prepared for things where they kind of left the players with their clubs, and then we kind of took them kind of took them the week of the, the game. So, myself and Emmett Hulan, who's given me a hand with the team, uh, we've decided to do the exact same thing so we're meeting up tomorrow night tomorrow night uh, to get a session and we've just been kind of watching the games up to now but like I suppose the last kind of three, four weeks have been very busy for the clubs because there was two rounds of three rounds of even of Leinster and FAI and then I suppose they were going to boot us play each other in the league so there was kind of no room for kind of get-togethers and stuff which is which is fair and at the end of the day the club stuff is lads bread and butter so we kind of we're happy to leave them with the clubs as I said following the guidance of the lads before us who did very well you know they left the players with their clubs, and and we kind of kind of got them together in the week of the games. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to follow the same thing. If it's not broke, don't fix it, as they say. So we'll be staying doing that, and hopefully it clicks on, it clicks together tomorrow night for a session, and then you know, hopefully again it click on Saturday evening, and we'll get something out of the game. Yeah, like when myself and Jim did it, it was it was the obvious thing to do because the clubs, especially at this time of the year, the clubs are they're so busy with their clubs, and I'm I'm assuming Daz, that you know Evergreen and Freebooters formed the backbone of the squad as 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 is always the case. Yeah, 
they do. I mean, there's no point in beating around the bush. They are the two quality sides in the league. Um, you know, they're threatened at the loan, I suppose. They probably have players on their benches who get into any other teams, and that's not being, yeah. being rude towards the other clubs. You know, that's just the facts of it, unfortunately. You know, the, the depth of quality is at those two sides. You know, you look at who's won the league in the last number of years. It hasn't gone anywhere but, but those two places. So, you know, going back a good while now, Thomas on won the league in 15, I suppose. So, you know, the, the quality is there. Like, you know, we do have players from Bridge United, Thomastown, um, and those two those two clubs as well. So, you know, and we considered players from other clubs. So that's absolutely, you know, everyone was considered. I've been watching games for the last six weeks, two games most Sundays. So, well, I've kind of seen everyone at this stage, um, you know, so as I said, everyone was considered, you know, and this is what we've gone with, I suppose, for our squad. But, you know, I suppose for players out there, managers out there that are listening, you know, we're still looking at games, we'll still be taking games in. This is just the squad for the first game, and we'll, we'll go from there. Yeah, the squad will always be open ended, you know. I even know, I remember when we were doing it, we were bringing lads in, and lads were dropping out, even even as we got out of the group and we got into the knockout stages. When we even brought, we, the second year, we brought a player in for the final. Yeah. You know what I mean, and that's that's yeah. you know keep, well, that's season, uh, that's yeah. what you do. Uh, looking at the group, uh, yeah, looking at the group, you've only one home game. That's this Saturday night against Wexford. So, you know, you really to be on the front foot in these competitions. And Bear is sitting beside me here, another man that managed that Oscar Trainer team back in the day, and a managed one that actually won a competition, didn't he? Mm. But anyway, we won't go into that. Forty-seven <laughs> years, forty-seven <laughs> years ago, yeah. But look at that. You know, home to Wexford, the, the league in Wexford is very, very, very strong. If they get the backing of even a fraction of the of the quality players that's down there, this Wexford team is going to be very good. And uh, you know, to get off to a, a winning start with your only home game is is would be very important to you. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, look, I mean, looking at it today, I think there's eight eight divisions in in Wexford. So you know, they have a massive pick of players there and a whole lot. So, you know, they're always quite strong. So. You know, it'll be quite difficult, but look, as I said, you know, I have confidence in our own group, lads, that, you know, we have plenty of quality there as well, so we'll give them a right tussle on, on uh, Saturday evening, but so the other two games being away as well, and like you said, you know, with the midweek games, it's it's not ideal, like, you know, kind of myself and Miller sat down at the start, and I said, look, can we play our home games at least at the weekend? So he said, look, you'll have to, because we won't have the facilities to play midweek, and I was saying, like, you know, hopefully then we might get a couple of games maybe at home, but not the way it's worked out unfortunately but look again that's the challenge of it too I suppose well look at half seven Saturday night uh, out in Evergreen on the Kells Road I presume is it Daz I didn't even look that far it's, I presume that's it where is. it is it yeah. is yeah, yeah, indeed yeah. all the boys love playing out there and it's a great facility and they've uh, both the Evergreen and Booters and we played a number of our games when we were over the Oscar trainer team out there as well so it's a brilliant facility hopefully Saturday evening the uh, Ireland are not in the Rugby World Cup final so uh, that should be a good crowd out there and Daz we'll keep in touch with you over the duration of the group and hopefully as you progress into the knockout stages is that alright? Hopefully so hopefully so Alright the best of luck Daz thanks a million Cheers Jim thanks lads Yeah take care Yeah look at you know it's a great competition the Oscar trainer and, and look at you know, myself and Jim Nugent managed the team. We got the two finals, got bet in the two of them. And then in the season immediately prior to COVID, Johnny, John McLean, Johnny the Dub was managing them and they had reached either a quarter final or a semi final when COVID hit. So, you know, and 
historically Kilkenny have always got a great track record Jack you played yourself for a number of years Oscar yeah, trainer yeah, furthest I got was the quarterfinals of it uh, yeah. 2015 I think it was I was actually captain that year but there is a good long standing tradition in Kilkenny with it with the amount of times that it's been won as well you know? yeah yeah absolutely and sure Jim, Jim Nugent of course I still think he's the only man in Ireland with four winners medals he's four All-Ireland uh, winners medals Oscar trainer not and too many not too many well look at Kesaras Saras they say hopefully <laughs> next Saturday is uh, the beginning of uh, of, of a, a, a winning run for the current Oscar trainer squad under the management of Darren Dial, the man we just spoke to just a fixture that I missed out on for the weekend ahead Callan they're at home to Fort Celtic from Wexford in the FEI Junior Cup it's obviously a back game in the FEI Junior Cup so at 2 o'clock in Callan next Sunday in the FEI Junior Cup Callan United are home to Fort Celtic right 21 minutes past 6 we better go and pay a few bills we take an ad break and when we come back we'll be looking back at all things from last weekend in the Premier League and there was some dire goalkeeping performances it has to be said TRP your one stop shop for all TRP products and daft parts proudly bringing you offside soccer on 88.7 FM Annie here from TRP Kilkenny we are delighted to team up with offside soccer on community radio Kilkenny City and you're welcome back to part two of Offside, your weekly soccer programme here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. I forgot to give out the text details at the start of the programme. I could be sacked for that. Text number, as always, is 086-353-7782. That's 086-353-7782. If you have any thoughts or contributions you'd like to make to the programme, you can also get us on WhatsApp, 087-4011-887. That's on WhatsApp, 087-4011-887. Or on text, 86 353 that text line of course is sponsored by taxback.com a clune tech company right lads get stuck into the English Premier League from the weekend just gone by we'll be skirting over some of the games because we haven't got time but the very first one that was played the weekend uh, Jack Liverpool 2 Everton 0 but that doesn't tell a story no it doesn't it really doesn't Everton were hard done by in my opinion now look obviously and that's the opinion of a subjective <laughs> Manchester United supporter <laughs> like yeah. said. but like, like we were saying I don't think Jurgen Klopp is going to be ringing up uh, Everton and offering them a rematch like what happened after <laughs> yeah, the Spurs yeah, game yeah, but yeah. no they were they were really unlucky you know obviously Liverpool should have been down to 10 men and it was quite obvious once Jurgen Klopp you know substituted oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but just to highlight the, the second yellow like you said earlier on Jim the first one was harsh I thought the second one was harsh as well where For Diaz Ashley Young yeah, yeah, yeah where Diaz actually draws the foul where you know players are putting their their leg across to cover the ball and, and nearly instigating the contact and it's an honest attempt to play the ball and the old rule for yellow cards was if you have an honest attempt to play the ball and maybe oh, yeah. you miss out on it you don't get a card for it but which was like now Barris nearly like to say that every tackle is a yellow card you now. took the words out of my mouth Jim I was just waiting to get in there but every tackle seems to be a card now yeah. you know I don't know I don't know what's an, a non-card foul I don't know <laughs> yeah, Lipoquive, not for the first time. Uh, Mo Salah is the difference in these Merseyside derbies, and he was again the weekend. Yeah, and I say when you have a player like that in your team, you know, he makes a difference and does it again. It, like, look, that they've got some great other players too, but when, you know, Salah is just a, a class above, above everyone else. But look, I suppose Liverpool, you know, like with the red card, it could have been a bit different, but Liverpool were fairly dominant in the game, really. I mean, they had so many chances, and, um, yeah. you know, but again, I mean, as I've said it a couple of weeks, I'm. Still not hundred percent convinced by Liverpool. You no. know, there's still there's still those little bit of wobbles. They're they're getting results here and there, which again, you know, and that's what any team has to do if you can win it by any means necessary. Great, but again, I'm still 
there's, 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 there's going to be, a, I think, a poor result in there somewhere. There seems to be a bit of fight in Everton, though, isn't there? There's a little yeah, bit of fight I, in Everton. I think they should have been happy <clears> enough. Now, I know I agree with Keith. Liverpool were the dominant team, and Everton had obviously gone there looking for a, a point, you know. And they might well have got it only for what happened. But the thing about it is, I think Everton are beginning to show a bit of problem. There's a bit of fight, let's because mm-hmm. there's some very poor teams, Jack, in this Premier League, and surely Everton are going to be. There's going to be three worst teams yeah, in Everton I think in so. the league. Sean Dyche is putting his personality onto the team, and you can see it coming through the more it goes on. You know, they're hard to kind of beat, they're hard to break down, they're a bit dogged, and it's typical of a Sean Dyche team. Yeah, Wolves beat uh, Bournemouth two one. Bournemouth still remaining winless. Um, one of the teams that are definitely going to be in a relegation battle. They were winning one nil down to got a red card. Wolves won, nicked it in the end. Brentford won three nil against Burnley again. Burnley another. Like there's going to be some poor teams that are going to actually stay up this season, Jack, because they can't all get relegated. But Bournemouth and Burnley already are definitely going to be two of the ones down there. Yeah, but we were talking about Burnley at the start of the season as potentially being quite comfortable. Yeah. they offer absolutely nothing. And and yeah. I, I watched the game on the weekend. Uh, the second goal in particular they allowed four passes on the edge of their box without anybody closing them down and they had a free shot and goal I think Burnley are near sorts to go down this season yeah and and they looked they were so dominant last season Barry, in the, in the yeah, championship like, the, they looked the championship. they looked maybe of, of all the teams promoted in the last five or six years they looked the ones best equipped to do well in the Premier League yeah. which the opposite is the case I know I, I know from experience it's dangerous to say at this time of the year there's such a one or such a one but things can change overnight you know teams can suddenly find a bit of form or find a player or two yeah. in the January transfer window and the whole lot but I have to say at present they are very disappointed. They are a dead quiv like yeah, they're, they're conceding too many as well. I mean, yeah. Look, it's 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 shown maybe the difference between the championship and the, and the Premier League. As you said, like Burnley probably one of the best championship sides for a long time. But again, yeah. and, and you have to invest, and, and they haven't really done that either. Coming up, they haven't brought in the kind of right players. Yeah. I mean, what's the Irish the Irish fella playing centre back from? I think he got a bit of there was a bit of stick when they brought him in. Um, I think it was him playing centre back, Republic of Ireland player something. Someone will text in for you, does. But uh, they, they, Nathan they were, Collins, yeah, Nathan Collins. They got yeah. a bit of sick, kind of bringing, bringing, bringing him in, um, and they paid like they paid big money for him. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, and, you know, I don't know. But it goes to show the difference between managing in the Championship and ah, yeah. managing in the Premier League. Yeah, no you question. need to have a plan B, yeah. C, D. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the yeah. there, Jack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Manchester City won two one against Brighton lads. Uh, they were on. They were heading for. They were potentially under under uh, on the way to three league defeats in a row, which would be virtually on heard of for Man City they were 2-0 up after 20 minutes Alvarez and Haaland and looked like they were going to run riot and they were hanging on a bit in the end Jack and they're not playing with their usual fluency Man City they're winning the majority games but they, they look There's a, I know De Bruyne is missing but they're still they're, yeah. not, they're not as fluent as you'd expect they're grinding out results and, and I suppose you have to do that when you're missing quality players but like a couple of players to note your man Doku on the left yeah. hand side he, if he continues to play like that Jack Grealish won't get a sniff yeah. of getting back in there yeah. and Phil Foden as well seems to be kind of settling into that Kevin De Bruyne role really he's so comfortable on the ball he creates you know at a canter he's really really impressive as much as it kills me to say but yeah. um, Kanji getting sent off big big uh, mm. I suppose negative for City going into the Manchester Derby because he'll obviously be out for it next weekend yeah we'll talk about that in a minute Brighton Bear 
you know they're getting they're getting stretched the squad is getting stretched they sold some really good players in the summer they're playing in Europe yeah. now as well and they're a good side the, but they're they're, they're s- coming back to the pack of beer yeah you know? yeah yeah they and are yeah. won't be worried about them too much you know and Queen the manager is uh, is already now calling for money to be spent on new players because his his stock is very high the de, Zerbi de, de or whatever you call him and uh, when you see him coming out in interviews and kind of more or less putting pressure on the, the ownership that they need players um, it'll be interesting to see what they do in, in, in January yeah because, well, look their track record of getting players has been pretty yeah. good so well, I mean it could, yeah. it could be uh, it's, 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 yeah, the first lad <laughs> I'd be signing is their chief scout yeah. mm-hmm. but, uh, must have the right on a couple of yeah, lads yeah. <laughs> yeah, is it with the, the, the team being stretched Solly March went off injured as well he's yeah. been a big player for yeah. him it's, that's going to make a big big difference too but there's a couple of other players who kind of last season I mean Matoma at times and even in that game now against City he kind of was able to, to, to spark it but hasn't been probably as good as he was full last season after copping onto him Estu- yeah, yeah. And they're, they're conceding goals though. Yeah. They're starting, yeah. I think they've got 13 goals conceded in like the last scored five six games on him, or like, something Villa yeah. scored 6 yeah. on him a couple of weeks ago yeah. you know yeah. interesting to see right Forest 2 Luton 2 we won't spend too much time in it Forest were 2 nil up with 12 or 13 minutes to go should have been 5 or 6 nil up but Jack Luton the team that everyone expected to be the whipping boys are not the whipping boys. Mm. No, they're not. And they're, you know, maybe the the first few weeks of the season has kind of maybe got their backs up a little bit and saying, you know, yeah. we need to have a bit of pride here. But, yeah, like I thought they played well. Now, i only seen the extended highlights of it, but they're outside the relegation zone at the moment. And, you know, they've obviously that was in a way, they've picked up points away from home, yeah. which is, you know, a massive plus for them. Yeah, well, they're, they're doing, as you said, they're doing better than a lot of people thought. Well, if you look at, you have Burnley, you have Bournemouth, you have Sheffield United, you have Luton. You mean they can't all go down? You know no, what I mean? So like, you know, a few more you could mention. Yeah, <laughs> no, there is, but still, Queeve, we leave you first on this one. Then Chelsea two, Arsenal two. I have to say, for seventy-five minutes of this game, there was only one winner, yeah. and Chelsea played well for seventy-five minutes. There was a couple of goalkeeping howlers in this on both sides, but uh, Chelsea's form has definitely improved. It's the best. Chelsea performance not just this season since Todd Bowley has taken over I think um, I mean as I said the last couple of weeks the likes of Conor Gallagher starting to step up Caicedo played well Thiago Silva is playing like a man half his age especially that game against Arsenal he, he played really well um, Cole Palmer Cole Palmer he's and I, I, I was talking to a, a fellow City fan he said he, he couldn't understand why Pep let him go he, he kind of had said he when during the summer it was Cole Palmer or this guy Oscar Bob and and who Pep had kind of was could see the future in. He's decided to let Cole Palmer go, and um, hopefully he's going to be a big big player for us. He, but the big thing that stood out for me as well, not just his performance, the penalty where he took the ball off Raheem Sterling, yeah, yeah. and that's that takes a lot, and that that shows kind of maybe the kind of player he is. Well, I tell you what, it does do. Edge. Well, it does do. You better score when you <laughs> take. Right well, right. But, but I think the pressure comes from Sterling taking like. Just yeah, yeah, him, yeah. Just, if he wants it, let him have Hand it. Handed the ball, yeah. Surely those decisions are like I, I never, and I managed a lot of teams. Obviously not at that level, but I managed a lot of teams, and we never left the dressing room without whoever. If we got a penalty, yeah. whoever was going to take it. Yeah, you're on and, and, and Cole Palmer scored one in the, the game against Burnley as well, so he was probably probably handed him. Um, yeah, but like yeah, and and I before the game, I would have bitten your hand off for a draw against yeah. Arsenal. I think I, we said it here last Tuesday. I kind of thought if we get a draw, it'd be it'd be really really positive. In the end of the game, I was massively disappointed because they had yeah. thrown away. But on the other hand, looking at Arsenal's performance, that's at the time the kind of performance in that last fifteen minutes is the kind of performance that makes 
a champion championship winning team. Yeah, like to be out. Of, that was one there. I was saying about Chelsea. Chelsea's best performance. It was one of Arsenal's worst performances. Yeah, for the, for for the last long while. But in that last few minutes, like when Declan Rice already got a bit of luck in what he did, but to finish it the way he did. And then they cheat themselves up. They could have actually won the game if Inketia had a had a finish to yeah. it right at the end. Yeah. It it shows and they're doing it and, and I know Bur you've kind of said like that Arsenal aren't playing particularly well. But when you can go out and you can get results and pick up that draw away from home, they'll they'll be they'll they'll be buoyed by that. There'll be a few big games coming up. I like they'll, they will be up there I think with City I think they'll, they'll push them all but the way because it's performances like that the other, the other side of that is if the goalkeeper had decided <laughs> to drive that ball up to the far end of the field they'd have won 2-0 yeah. Yeah. you know Cueve or Jack goalkeepers <laughs> like this season is mental like when I as I was growing up and I'm involved I'm playing soccer since I was six goalkeeper's job was to stop the bloody ball going into the net you know what I mean that's your first number one job Jesus Jack what's going on with all these goalkeepers they all think they're they all think they're Franz Beckenbauer all these goals I know obviously this is the way that, player, that managers want to play this possession based game and they want to play out from the back and all they're not able to do it a lot of these guys no the, the, the modern game now is all about possession retention yeah. you know and yeah. not giving yeah. the ball away and yeah. but surely you know, whatever about Ederson or Allison and, you know, these top goalkeepers doing it in, in top teams, you know, take the Bournemouth game, for example, the last kick of the game, the goalkeeper tries to play the ball out from the back and they end up losing, you know, I think it was, they lost 2-1 in the end. Surely managers are seeing goalkeepers, I don't know if goalkeepers are involved in rondos or, the you know, the grids, the 4v1s midweek, but, you know, if you're looking at lower keepers from lower teams down the division, then, you know, it's pretty clear that they're not able to do it. You know, good. Pickford, you know, yeah. oh. from from Everton is a prime example. <laughs> he doesn't pass the ball out. He kicks it as yeah, long he as he can. Well, I'd say the fact that he's not able reset. probably contributes <laughs> yeah, to exactly, that particular. But Jesus Burr, when you're winning two 0 with twelve minutes to go, right? Point. Whatever happened to the old adage? They can't score the ball yeah. down there. I heard a great story about Matt Busby one time that Bill Fox was messing around with the ball in the penalty area and he got dispossessed and at half time he went in and the first thing Busby said, "Listen, Bill, when you get that ball." The far end of the field, he said, we have three lads up there, best dog no, and Charlton. Get up to them, he said, let them do the football. And yeah. there's a lot of sense in yeah, it. You know? But you wonder, but, like, how much, how much kind of work they're doing. Like, they're even in that game in Sanchez. He was lucky, probably... To, to not be carded when he just decided to absolutely barrel through everyone and completely miss the ball and take out Tommy Asu and took out one of his own players as well. Like, I can't think of any goalkeeper who's out there now at the moment who... Would lace the boots of the likes of a Shea Given or or Schmeichel, Schmeichel or, like, or any of those. Yeah, that's yeah. Like there, there's no go, like there's not a, a, a goalkeeper now who you'd say is no, amazing at shot stopping at, at doing all the the basics of goalkeeping work. It is more about mm, yeah. everyone talks about Ederson because Ederson's able to mm. spray a forty yard pass yeah. and hit someone, but. Like but the basis of goalkeeper. What you're saying there about Arsenal challenging City, I think if they don't win the league this year, it'll be down to Arteta and all of this. Yeah. He, he's after creating this storm with two goalkeepers yeah. out and nothing. And each time, if Raya starts or if if Ramsdale starts, as soon as they made a mistake, the press are pouncing on yeah. it every time. And he's made, of course, for make your decision. Yeah. He's my number yeah. one. Tell everyone he's my number one. Yeah, you're inviting trouble when you ha you know. But the other thing is what you said a minute ago there, Jack. 
They all want to play this possessive football. They, they look on the clearance up to the far end as giving, giving away, away the boss. Yeah, yeah. It's simple Last as that. Right now, yeah. United won 2 1 against Sheffield United, Jack, and uh, they weren't good again. No, they weren't. Uh, it, it's it's worrying because we're starting to get more and more players back, but the, the performances are not improving. Uh, and the, the main area of concern for me is the lack of creativity we have oh. going forward. And I mentioned it to you already. If, and I know Bruno Fernandez, you're not you're not his biggest fan. No, I'm not. <laughs> but look, at I know when he when you know when I'm not I'm not denying he's not a very good player. I just don't like his demeanour and his exactly. attitude. But when you Bruno know. Fernandez doesn't create in a game, when he when he has an off game, we've got nothing else. I'm I'm very concerned about the lack of creativity from wide areas. Our two wingers, Rashford runs into dead ends. And I'll tell you, his body language is terrible. It's, terrible. it's like he's after signing the big new contract now yeah. and he couldn't give a toss. And Anthony on the other side, he's too easily read. He cuts in on his left foot yeah, too one much. Trick pony, yeah. And like I said to you, Rasmus Highland. I, I spend maybe five or ten minutes nearly of every game watching United, watching Highland, and I've done it at the Galatasaray game. His movement in the box is fantastic. And he's getting into these positions and the ball is just not coming to him because Rashford is trying to take on four lads on the, on the left-hand yeah. side and Anthony is you yeah. know, doing a red chicken stuff. Right. Yeah, headless chicken stuff out there. So maybe there's a call for do you bring in a Mason Mount on the right hand side instead of Anthony with a bit more creativity or you know when Ericsson came on uh, against Sheffield United the other night it changed the game because we got on the ball more. But Sheffield United were the better team for long mm. periods in that game are, and we're yeah. and we're arguably unlucky not to be, you know not not to be ahead at half time. Yeah, you know, yeah. Bear, you, United. Look, the, the thing about United is that now I know we said it last week they have a lot, a lot of injury problems now. But there's not a settled 11 there. Just as we mentioned Bobby Charlton, in the 50s and the 60s, this United team that went out every, was nearly the same 11 every Saturday. Yeah, now that's unsustainable now with the amount yeah, of games they play. Yeah, I know it's play. a different... But, 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 like, I mean, when you think about, right, they're talking about who's missing, but from a forward's point of view, yeah, we're not missing much. that many. Like, Sancho is finished. Sancho yeah. will never play for United again. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's, there's not that many. Uh, Rashford's Rashford's form is very, very concerning because yeah, he looks, uh, his body language is very poor, Jack, yeah. or Cueve, very poor. Yeah, very, like, he's he's like a different player altogether. It's, it's strange, whatever. It, he scored 30 bloody goals last season. Yeah, it's lads. obviously whatever is going on maybe behind the scenes is, is, think, is not... Do you think maybe the lack of a solid left back behind him is affecting him? Yeah, well, maybe you know so. Yeah, maybe he's not so, able to so. yeah, be no as, linking as, up there. Yeah, right? maybe we did so have a good link up with, with Luke Shaw, Shaw in season. fairness yeah yeah. we've met the move around Villa won 4-1 lads Villa going well especially at home banging in the goals and they're a good side Barry. they're a decent side for sure you know they have good players there'll be a match for anyone yeah. at Villa Park they are they're a good side yeah, yeah. they're 4-4 four from four at home and last night Spurs top of the league 2-0 should have been more Jack Costa Costa whatever his Costa name Cogu. is yeah that's <laughs> the lad uh, they're home well they're, they're going brilliant they're playing by far the best football in the league absolutely uh, their movement off the ball is is unreal uh, the runs in behind all at different kind of angles uh, and I think they've got we're talking about goalkeepers I think they've got a really good goalkeeper no, I agree as well. with you he I, agree. Really I good always your man Loris was a oh, he was thing. A, yeah he was absolutely but, th- but this guy uh, Vicario when you have a goalkeeper like that that you can trust it all of a sudden it breeds confidence out does, into your defence yeah. and they're Again, we go back to James Madison signing in the summer. Absolutely, mm-hmm. goal again last night. Yeah. And Young Minson, he does it to him all of the time. He pulls him off after six, uh, sixty minutes. He's gone off the field, wrapped him in cotton wool, and get him ready for the next yeah, game. Yeah, and, and as a Chelsea fan, you must be delighted to see Spurs. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, 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 it's great. But like 
the thing is, and it was this, the Spursy sort of phrase that was kind. That that was the kind of game that the last couple of seasons where Spurs would pull a Spursy performance and yeah. drop points there. But again, they weren't excellent in the game against Fulham. They just it was a professional performance. They turned up, yeah. kind of you know tune it up, and that was it. There they was, don't panic. No, and yeah. that was it. But there was a, there was a stat I saw. I, you were saying about James Madison, and it was kind of kind of say that like. He cost twenty five or odd million less than Mason Mount. But James Madison. Stop. He scored since since his Premier League debut. He scored forty six goals and had thirty seven assists. Only Kevin De Bruyne has more from the midfield position. Yeah. And you think James Madison has played for Leicester and Spurs? Think is that it in the Premier League? Yeah. Kevin De Bruyne has played for City, Chelsea. You know yeah. that's that, and he's he's unbelievable yeah. to see. And he, the, the, this kind of thing he has with Son now is just nearly telepathic now he has with Son yeah. it's just you know we're only what, nine games into the season and they're they're, they're a good side though really well. oh, they are. Well, I like about them last night though. I watched the whole match last night is they play at pace you know when they attack they attack you fast you know yeah. Oh, look, they're a decent side and they're well worth looking at. All yeah, the yeah. God, I mean, Harry who? Harry who? Yeah, Who's yeah. lad used to score Harry all the goals? Third in the Bundesliga, I think. Oh, there yeah. we are, right. Yeah. We better pay the last few bills. We'll take a break. We'll look ahead to next weekend's fixtures when we come back. The team at TRP Kilkenny are delighted to team up with Kilkenny's number one soccer programme, Offside Soccer, only on Community Radio Kilkenny City. Time to talk soccer on Community Radio Kilkenny City with Offside Soccer. Brought to you by TRP Hebron Industrial Estate Kilkenny. And you're welcome back to part three, the third and final part of Offside, your weekly soccer programme here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. Right, lads, we have 14 odd minutes. We have about half an hour's worth of stuff to do in 14 <laughs> minutes, so we're going to rush through it. For the weekend to come in, Spurs get a chance potentially to go five pints clear at the top, if only for 24 hours. They're, a home, they're away to Crystal Palace on Friday night. Palace were not going well. They were very comprehensively beaten by Newcastle 4 0 the weekend. They were lucky to get nil. Um, Newcastle could have scored any, and the way Forrest. I know Palace traditionally decent at home, but Spurs are playing so well. You'd fancy him to uh, win away to Palace. So well, you'd fancy him here. You'd fancy him maybe two 0 or something. Yeah, you Jack. Know? You know, would you be fancying Spurs away to Palace? Yeah, I think so. Now it has the the kind of air of a London derby about it, but you and know, Friday night yeah. atmosphere and yeah, I'd, I'd be going with Spurs. Queeve, yeah, another sort of professional performance like the Fulham game and. I think they'll, they'll win it handy. Okay, this weekend now is it is it broken up because there's a lot of games Sunday because of the European action midweek. So many teams out Thursday night. Half past twelve on Saturday, Chelsea are home to Brentford. Brentford had a good win against Burnley, but Chelsea going well, playing well, and uh, you know you'd be I'd be fancying Chelsea maybe to go on a little bit of a roll, maybe especially in home games against the no, likes of Brentford. They the need this because I think the next game is City, then Spurs, then I think it's United or Newcastle. There's four or five massive games coming up in this. They need to keep that that momentum going, like. Two wins previous to the Arsenal game, that draw against Arsenal, they need to keep it going to, to kind of get the momentum. But judging off the Arsenal game, I can't see why they won't go and beat Brentford. Chelsea home to Brentford, Barry. Yeah, I'd agree. I agree with Keeve. I think they're beginning to get it together. No, there's still a bit to go, mm. I'd say, but I think. Yeah, they're not the finished article. Yeah, Jack, any given. Like, Brentford are still a decent side. You know, Ivan Tony is a, is a, is a miss. They've one or two other lads missing as well. Um, but the way, with the Chelsea gaining confidence every week, it fancy him to win yeah, this. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Brentford, you won't be taking them lightly. Absolutely not. But you'd be hoping on the back of a really good performance by Chelsea on the weekend that they can kick on and and get a good result. Yeah, Arsenal are home to Sheffield United. There's only one winner here. Surely. Well, yeah, yeah. we said that before. Ah, uh, yeah, but... <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Yeah, but look, I've said it last week here, Arsenal can be disappointing, you know, but they'd expect them to be. Ah, you would, wouldn't you, lads? You would. Now, if they play like they played against Chelsea, anything could happen, you know, yeah, in, in, the, in the first 70 minutes or and so. And Sheffield United, in fairness, lads, we, like, we, we keep, we, like, we spoke about how poor United were the weekend, but maybe we're not giving Sheffield United credit for yeah. how good they were at the weekend. You know, and like they're, you know, it, I think Sheffield United are a little bit better than their actual points tally is indicating. I know yeah. they got the stuffing against Newcastle, but but we've Arsenal yeah. win at home. And too. Arsenal are a bit better than United as well. So. Oh well, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Jack, Jack, alone, <laughs> Okay, let's, you know, I know it's only the twenty odd of October, but Bournemouth and Burnley on Saturday. This is our relegation six is, point or already. It's an X. Is it an X? Fair. It's an X. <laughs> yours, yeah, you know, you're, an you're, you're saying you're saying you can see a draw here that they'll cancel one other out so, yeah. Jack um, mm. I don't know I think I'm, I'm leaning towards Bournemouth yeah so am I but I their manager I'm, is under serious pressure yeah, now and it's it's solely on the on the back of Burnley just being being so I suppose one sided one dimensional or, 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 yeah. one dimensional yeah, yeah so yeah. I'd nearly lean towards a but, but I wouldn't be surprised if it is a draw no, I, I won't I won't go against the senior analyst I'll go to the next <laughs> 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 the senior analyst <laughs> Uh, Wolves are home to Newcastle at half past five. I missed out on the Newcastle had a comprehensive win, 4 0. Going well, Jack. Scoring goals. Um, James's you know, Park. James's Park. Well, this, they're away in this one. Wolves, a little good win as well. But, you know, that, that, that win against Paris Saint Germain in the Champions League a few weeks ago, and they have a big game tomorrow night against Borussia Dortmund. We'll quickly skirt over them for the last couple of minutes. But it looks like they had a nervy start to the season. Looks like they turned a the corner, and, and they are a good side, Newcastle, and they're a good watch as well. Yeah, they are. They've got some good players in the team, you know. And like, what are they? They're only, I think, six points off the top. So, top four, I think it's top five, maybe. I think get Champions League this season. I think so, potentially anyway. So. They'll be there, thereabouts. But again, they're going to have a lot of juggling to do between you know yeah. playing in Europe and and uh, and the Premier League because of the squad that they have. Do they win away to Wolves? I think they do easily enough. Yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah, when they're playing with such confidence, Cueve, it's hard to back against them. Yeah, but I I, I kind of like the sniff of the draw because the same as after the Paris Saint Germain game, there was a yeah. bit of the European hangover. Yeah, that's know, a good point. That was our first game in yeah, the, in, yeah. the, in the Champions League point, and all yeah. kind of that. But and and again, Wolves in, in decent form. I think they're unbeaten the last three or four. Like so. There won't be there won't be a pushover. I, I, I like to like to draw into Sunday. Uh, obviously, there's one game that dominates, but we'll run through the others quickly. West Ham are home to Everton. Now there's you know is there a next day? David Moyes. David the I David Moyes. Give him a point. <laughs> you're, you're giving, you're, yeah, but it'll be an interesting game. Look, West Ham are going toward favourites and warm favourites, but Everton might you know they might yeah, again and, Ever, and West Ham play Thursday night, well beaten by Aston Villa last weekend, but they're a different animal at home. West Ham aren't yeah, they? Jack? Yeah, they'll want to bounce back after a disappointing result against Villa. Obviously four. One, but I, I'd be going with West Ham with that one. I yeah, I think I'd agree. Being at home makes a difference. I think. Okay, Aston Villa are home to Luton at two o'clock. Villa will play in the in the Europa League on Thursday night, but they look imperious at home. Ah, they've, yeah, like, they've scored. They scored four last weekend against uh, West, Ham, West Ham. They scored six against Brighton. Luton just I, I uh, Luton won't keep them yeah, out. I don't expect Luton to get any again. No, would you, Jack? I mean, no, you have to. You'd have not. to say Villa. Yeah, you'd have to Queen. say Villa. Villa are going to be knocking on the door for top four this season yeah. if they can continue the way they're going. So I think it's it's nothing but a Villa win there. Yeah. yeah. Bright, Brighton are home to Fulham again Fulham they're dogging enough Fulham no, they, you know they, what I mean they played well last night that's why I was so impressed with Spurs I thought at times Fulham weren't mm. too bad you yeah. know but Brighton, anyway. Brighton will be very short here Jack and, and, and again they'll have played in Europe on Thursday night <clears throat> and these are the kind of games that Brighton draw points in and I wouldn't be banking on I wouldn't be lumping on Brighton at long odds on in, in this one now. yeah well see the goals have dried up 
for Evan Ferguson and I think Danny Welbeck got an injury yeah Danny and Solly Marsh well. is injured as well Marsh is injured as well so they're up against it and they're going through a sticky patch at the moment and, they, and they have a must win game in the Europa League exactly. on Thursday night as well so they just need to start grinding out results and, and wait until they get players back Kugave. yeah well, I think Brighton need to win this one because look early days in the season but if they don't they'll, they'll start seems to have drift away from that top six kind of pack yeah. with, with how well Villa are playing and, and things like that so I, I would just err on that for, for Brighton because if they don't they're they're, they're, they're under pressure Liverpool are at home to Forest you'd have to fancy Liverpool in Anfield Liverpool yeah you know Forest win yeah go on <laughs> yes, I love the way Jack is so objective here you know what I mean like, but you know Liverpool nah, don't no. lose at home to Nats Forest in Anfield yeah, on a Sunday it's the home, the home factor yeah, yeah like, I mean, like, like I mean you know had, they had one or two blips last season at home but overall Jack in Anfield they're, they're nigh on unbeatable in Anfield you know yeah, especially yeah. if they get referee decisions like they got last week did Jim Cashin <laughs> say that or was that Jack Point said no they that? turned the speakers up really <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 Look at the Manchester Derby is at it's at half past three it's down for on mm. Saturday on Sunday. I don't know why strange. that is strange kickoff time. Uh United home to City. We've already said City are not firing on all cylinders, but they're still firing on more cylinders than United are firing on. And uh but this game is is what it is. It's a local derby. United actually beat City last season. United are not playing well. There'll be a big thing. There'll be a homage to Jack Char- or to Bobby Charlton. There'll be a big kind of a somber atmosphere, you know, a kind of a celebratory atmosphere of Charlton's life. And is there any kind of school of thought that says United beat Man City on Sunday? Well, what United need to do is not make it easy for City, given the fact that you know it'll be in commemoration of Bobby Charlton, and you would expect me. I think there's a big flag show, you know, where in the stands and scarves yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So, a one-off. Manchester Derby anything can happen City are going in hot favourites given the way United are playing but I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if United get something out of the game yeah Yeah, I'd be intent to agree now look again City will be hot favourites and if they get an early goal you know but I think United might get something out of it Cueve yeah like it's Ten Hag will have to be kind of going, lads. This we don't pick it up for this game. We'll never pick it up for any game. Like the circumstances behind it and everything, they'll they'll have to do something. And and they're probably getting City at the right time. I mean, it is probably you know when's a good time to play City. But you know, in terms of how City are, are kind of little bit off the boil the last little while, it could be a chance. I'm not saying they'll win it, but yeah, maybe the chance of getting getting a point out of it. Could be, could be value in it. Quickly, the Champions League, Jack, they go into this back-to-back fixture starting tonight against Copenhagen United. They have to win, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. It's a must-win for United. Bottom of the table after two games with zero points, so it has to be uh, it has to be three points from United tonight. Uh, I think Regalon is back. He's in the starting lineup, which is good because we finally have a left-back. It brings a bit of balance back to the team, you would hope. Casemiro is obviously suspended after getting sent off against Galatasaray so you would hope he's fresh for the Manchester Derby on the weekend but it certainly is a must win for United yeah Bear, and, and at the moment it's one all between Galatasaray and Bayern yeah, Munich I'd be just kind of worried they'd have one eye on the match next weekend you know you don't know what to expect but they can't but afford to do that they can't yeah, afford they can, to do that but unfortunately they do but anyway I, I would expect them to win maybe not by much maybe a goal or two yeah uh, Cueve any thoughts yeah look at uh, so much more. Look, I haven't don't really know much about Copenhagen. I know they're only they've only picked up one point so far in it as well. But um, yeah, look, United need to do it. And I think they need that as well. If they if they go and lose that game, then going into the game against City, that's going to be a big big downer. 
Yeah. Um, you know, Arsenal are playing tonight as well, aren't they? Who are they playing tonight? Sevilla, they're playing yeah. away to Sevilla again. They lost away to Lens in the last round, and you know, you, there are no certainties to win. To, uh, Seville drew with Real Madrid in the league they at the did. weekend. They did, and they messed up my bet, so they did. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Sergio Ramos playing centre back, you know, he, he still looks like uh, he's in his late 20s, let alone his late 30s. So Arsenal won't have it easy, but I, I, would, I would be surprised if they don't get a result. But they're going to have to up their performance from the Chelsea what game the weekend. I'll go for Seville here. Are you? Yeah. Right, OK. You're, you're not convinced with Arsenal at all. I, I, they're just not playing well, I think, at present. You know. Tomorrow night I don't know what's the problem, whether Arteta is the problem or what, but I just don't think they're the same as they were, you know, last year. I... I thought they were doing very well last year but something has happened Yeah, I don't know why tomorrow night does it look at the group of deaths Paris Saint-Germain are home to AC Milan Newcastle home to Borussia Dortmund the atmosphere will be mental I said the Wednesday nights or Tuesday nights whichever night Newcastle play they beat Bayern Munich I think or they beat Borussia Dortmund I think tomorrow night and I they give themselves a real chance of coming out of that yeah, so-called group of death I think they do especially with the, with the great performance against uh, Paris Saint-Germain so I mean if they can go and put Anyway, similar kind of performance up yeah. against Bruce Lee Dartmouth, I think they'll beat them. What well, do you think? Well, I did a bet today and I have Newcastle's match a draw tomorrow night. <laughs> <Queen. laughs> He's trying to upset the whole party. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, no cracking yeah, for yeah, it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, being at home again, and again, it's going to be St. James Park, be rocking, and the Dortmund fans as well. It'll be Because they'll need, they'll need to get a result of that game too, so it'll be a yeah. cracker. They're not going that well in the, in the Bundesliga. Celtic are home to Atletico Madrid tomorrow night, Jack. It's, you know, last chance saloon for Celtic, you know, and Atletico Madrid. If, it's, if there's a team that you have to beat <laughs> to get three points, that you, you know, Atletico Madrid is not the team you like to see coming. No, sure, but I think it has the makings of a brilliant game. Yeah, Celtic Park, you know, with with the crowds that Celtic bring in, the atmosphere is going to be there, and the doggedness of Atletico Madrid coming as well. I think it has a makings of a great game. Can, do, do you give Celtic any chance against yeah, Atletico Madrid? Say, hopefully, uh, Brendan Rodgers is very hopeful. Anyway, he said they're playing great stuff. Yeah, they're playing great stuff against teams that are not as good as <laughs> yeah. Atletico well, Madrid. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know. With, with the Scottish leagues, and you look at something similar with oh, PSG, yeah. where they're playing against lesser opposition week in week out, and when they go into Europe, then they get found out. Yeah, Queef. Yeah. Look, Celtic Champions League they're always great nights but yeah, it's See, the thing about that the thing about that group though is for Celtic they'd be mad to, if, or if they don't finish the top two but they'd be mad to come third to, for, to continue their yeah, Europe, their Europe con- adventure to Europe, get into the yeah. Europa League so that's what makes them get, you know one win in that group could get you third place you know what I mean yeah. so that's why these games are, are so important for Celtic couple of local Nuggets lads to go back to River Rangers really progressive club out there they have an A team they have a B team they're developing their school boys all the time they have a, a Halloween rings tournament stroke fancy dress on the 29th of October when is that that's Sunday is it Sunday the 29th or Monday, Monday, Monday I think is, is it? it whichever night is oh, the no, 29th right. Sunday, Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. and uh, sounds like a right crack out there it's all over their Facebook page you can get Linda Hayes on 87 686 or Brendan Hayes 87 8746 you can support it without going to it Willie O'Neill all the lads doing a great job out at River Rangers so if you get a chance look on their Facebook page and uh, and support that if you can uh, quickly too Jimmy Cohan scored at the weekend for Rochdale and Gavin Houlihan scored at the weekend uh, for Grimsby and Shawnee Maguire played his first full I think 90 minutes for Carlisle and they were sucker punched right at the end 1-0 right. against uh, Portsmouth just to give all the local boys a mention and quickly looking good for Shamrock Rovers Jack looks like they're going to get over the line yeah, in the looks Premier like League it, looks like it and, they, uh, play, they play Pats on, on Friday night and they win the league if they beat Pats 
Pats. Pats need to win it to That's keep. It. They're at home. They are. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. In Tallis Stadium, yeah, it'll be a massive, massive yeah. crowd. Yeah, local uh, Dublin Derby. You'd be fancying yeah. Rovers to get over the line. I think they're going to try and match the four in a row that the that the Aces that their great yeah. team in the Aces won. So Rovers win the leagues, looking a little bit boring, but sure anyway. So so be it. Right, seven o'clock. We've met the hour. Sorry, we didn't get to the text messages. Myself and Barry will be back with Pat on Saturday Sport. Jack will be back with his next Tuesday night. Queeve, you're on Monday, four, Sunday, whenever you're on. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Lefar is up next. Sorry we didn't get to the text messages. Thanks for listening. Good night and God bless.